Amen. Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Indeed, all the other gods, they are the works of men. Amen. 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 And did you know that if they are not the works of men, then they are the ones, the lowest. They are called Bafasia, Jonah. Huh? So they are either the works of men or the ones underneath. But we serve the most high God. Amen. 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 And when he is the most high, it means there is nothing above the most high. Amen. Amen. That is your God. Amen. Amen. Greetings once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So our service today, it's a bit packed. Let's see if this one alone works. Thank you. We've got several things to do. We are going to share the word together. We are also going to have a baby dedication. We are also going to dedicate a car unto the Lord. We are also going to have a building forum. So all these things as a family. Amen. Amen. We are a family. Can you just take an opportunity and greet some of the family members next to you? Just, I see Atlantis is here, Milnatan is here, Kales River is here. Just greet the beloved around you. glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Have you ever noticed that there are so many things that are planned and arrayed against you as a child of God? The enemy is all out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And the enemy hates us with all that he has. Amen? So he will always do his best to attack us and to put us down. Amen? Amen. But I just want to encourage you that nothing can stop us as the church of God. Amen. 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 I want you to be encouraged because sometimes we think you hear about a lot of things happening and some of the things even happen against us. But I want to remind you that we've got an enemy and his name is the devil. But I've got good news that the enemy does not have a final say. So I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what the enemy may be doing against you in your life. But I want us to go to the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. We'll do it in the ERV. Because I want you to understand that the church of God cannot be stopped. Amen. Nothing can stop the church of God. Amen. Yes, my visitors, you can use this once here. Today you are our honored guests because of Butlari. Amen. So I was still just saying that nothing can stop the church of God. Uh, actually, Jesus put it so nicely. Yeah, let's go there. 
Matthew 11:12 ERV Mr MJ Since the time John the Baptist came until now God's kingdom has been going forward strongly Okay how has the kingdom of God been going forward strongly strongly So those of you who think that the church it's about to collapse Jesus has got some news for you The church of God is going on strongly Mhm and people have been trying to take control of it by force. Amen. That's what we do. Because the church of God, the kingdom of God is going forth strongly, we have to enforce it by force. Which means that there is an enemy who will try to disturb the plan of God. But God trusts you that you will take your authority as a child of God and enforce the kingdom. So he says since the time of John the Baptist the kingdom of God has been going forward strongly moving strongly and the people have been trying to take control of it by force. So I'm here to encourage all of you that it's not all the time that things will be smooth in your life. But even if things are not smooth we are still in charge. Amen. Because we belong to the church of the living God. And Jesus says the kingdom is going on strongly. And we are going strong. Amen. I want us to link this with uh, Matthew 16, 18, and 19 in the good news. So if the kingdom of God is advancing strongly, and we have to take it by force, it means there is an enemy who will either try to discourage you, there is an enemy who will attack you, there is an enemy who will even ridicule you when you are doing the work of the Lord. Some of you, you are discouraged by your closest relatives. Some of us, there are many people out there who may want to attack us and come against us. But I want you to go to the book of Matthew 16, 18 to 19 in the message translation. Read it for us, message, Matthew 16, 18 to 19. Jesus came back. Huh? Start there where it says, and now I'm going to tell you. And now I am going to tell you who you are. Really are. Okay. He says, now I'm going to tell you who you are and really are. Which means sometimes we don't understand who we are. Okay. Sometimes you do not acknowledge all the power that is available to you as a child of God. Mm -hmm. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. Okay. He says Jesus himself is building his church. Mm -hmm. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. You hear the kind of church that we belong to. It says it is the church that is so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. So Jesus is saying, he's making actually a challenge to the devil. Saying you can throw your best weapon, but you cannot destroy my church. You can do anything you want, but you cannot destroy my church. My church is moving on. So today I want us to talk about the church is moving on. Amen. Amen. He says, I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy 
that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. It means, devil, you can throw your best weapon, but you cannot keep the church of God down. And he says, that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. So he is saying, I'm building my church that will be so much connected with heaven that my church will be walking in the heavenly glory. Amen. Amen. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. The church is moving on. And that is the church you belong to. So if Jesus is building his church, he is using us as his co-laborers in his kingdom. Building the church. Amen. Amen. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 to 11 in the New King James Version. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 11. Because I just want to encourage you strongly to make you understand that you belong to a church that is not going to be defeated. Amen. Jesus says, the enemy cannot hold out against the church of the living God. Amen. 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 Read it for us, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 11, New King James. For we are God's fellow workers. Amen. We are working with the Lord. Amen. Mm. Amen. As are... Jesus is building his church, we are building the church with him. Uh-huh. You are God's field. Yes. You are God's building. Yes. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, mm. and another builds on it. Mm. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Mm. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So he says this church is founded on the Lord himself. He is the foundation of the church. So he says you are Peter. You are a small rock. Upon the revelation when you say I am the Christ, the son of the living God. I'm going to build the church upon that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. So he says, when we are building, we need to be careful how we build. So I just want to encourage all of us, be careful how you build. And when we build, we should follow the master's instruction. Whether you are building, you see, I will look at the church in two ways. The church as the body of Christ. All of us, it says we are God's building, isn't it? We are the church. The church is the body of Christ. But also even when you build a church, like we're looking forward to build a church, we still need to follow the master's instruction. I want you to look at this in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5 in the NLT. Hebrews 8, 5 in the NLT. And I want you to look at the time when Moses was ready to build the church of God, the temple of God. How did he have to build it? So that we can also learn how to build. And also understand what kind of a church are we part of. Tell your neighbor you are part of an advancing church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. Amen. Amen. Did Jesus say we will not be attacked 
Did Jesus say we will not be challenged? No. He said, actually, devil, bring it on. Amen. Because not even the gates of hell can prevail against the church. It might be that it's even about you as an individual. Sometimes you're going through difficult moments and you feel like I'm really so much under pressure, pastor. Things are falling apart, pastor. You are part of the advancing church. Amen. Amen. Dust off your clothes and stand up again and say I'm part of the advancing church. And we are not going back. We are advancing the kingdom. But we need to understand how to build. Hebrews 8, 5, NLT. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. Yeah, so now did you hear when I said that he was talking about how the church is part of the heavenly kingdom. So he says the priests were serving what they were doing on earth were a copy of of the real one in heaven. So it means the church cannot do what it wants. That's why even politically, you know the days we are living in, the politicians want the church to conform to politics. But now here he says, they have to follow a pattern, a heavenly pattern. So we cannot, unfortunately, we will not be able to conform to the earthly pattern. Because Jesus, the word of God is very clear. Do not be conformed to this world. Because as the church, we take our mandate from our king, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, we take a mandate from our king, Jesus. Amen. That's why as we are advancing as the church, sometimes we would even be challenged by governments. Some of the people were even imprisoned for the gospel. But you need to say we take our mandate from King Jesus. And he's our king. Amen. Amen. Now listen to this. Hebrews 8.5. I like this because it's saying when they were serving as priests, they were just making a shadow of what happens in heaven. So read it. For when Moses was... No, No, you can start it again from five. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy. A shadow of the real one in heaven. You understand that? Mm. So, so we can't do it any other way. Sometimes you will say, but pastor, you need to understand. We are following a master plan. Amen. We are following a master plan. Because you see, the thing is that we do not have a heaven of our own. So even as pastors, we can all agree on earth and have all the pastors together and say we want to twist things. We do not have a heaven. So the owner of the heaven says as they were serving in worship they were copying how it's done in heaven. Continue. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle Mm. God gave him this warning. Oh, listen to the warning. (laughs) So when he was about to build God gave him a warning. Mm. We are building the church God is giving us a warning. Mm. Okay? Okay. When Moses was about to build the tabernacle, God gave him a warning. Because he understood that it's very easy for Moses to be influenced by people around him to start doing things in patterns of the world. What warning was there? 
Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. Hmm. You get that? So God says, Moses, I know you are going to build, but as you build, follow my pattern. That's why it says, as they were serving as priests, as they were serving in their worship, they were doing it as it's done in heaven. So what I've noticed actually in the days we're living in, for the past two months or so, the Lord has been dealing with me in my heart about the state of the church. The state of the church. You know that sometimes you talk about the state of the nation. Yeah, and the president will tell you how the the nation is like. So the Lord has been dealing with me in my heart about the state of the church. And he took me back to the first church, the apostles, in the book of Acts. And I was now like comparing how church is done today and how God intended the church to be. And I was saying, Lord, it seems sometimes we take things, secondary things, and we measure on those instead of measuring on the primary thing that you want. So he says, when you build, follow the pattern. Follow what I have shown you. Amen. Amen. So when you follow the pattern, go to the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. I will do it in the NIV. Follow the pattern. So I want you to just hold the hand of your neighbor and say, we follow the instruction of Jesus. When we build the church, we follow God's pattern. Amen. Because there are many things that will make you behave in other ways. Like I told you, we will be squeezed to follow the pattern of this world. But Moses was warned Follow the pattern that I've shown you. And did you know, okay, we're going to that Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. Did you know that sometimes, if you do not have a vision, if you haven't seen something that God has shown you, you only see what you can see with your naked eyes. And you get limited. So I just want to encourage even all of us, I may have a vision about the church of God as the vision bearer in this church. But you also have a vision about your own life. You know what God has revealed to you. You may not be there yet, but you know where you are going. Hold the hand of your neighbor and say, you may, I may not be there yet, but I know where I'm going. And I will not be stopped. Because the church of God cannot be stopped. Amen. I know where I'm going. Amen. Amen. I'm following the pattern. Tell your neighbor, sometimes when you think I'm funny, I'm just following the pattern. (laughs) Amen. Sometimes people don't understand you. But you're following a pattern. Amen. I know what the master has told me. I know what has been revealed to me. Because sometimes people who don't have a revelation, they will discourage you. Did you know that some of you, you got healed? Some of you, you were declared to be incurable, but God healed you. Some of you were told you should have died by now, but God healed you. You are still here. So if you are still here, don't be be discouraged by those who haven't gone through what you have gone through. 
You have experienced the hand of God upon your life. The problem with most of us is that we compare ourselves with others. But you do not know what the others have gone through. You know what God has brought you through. And that should encourage you to say, even if everybody else deserts Jesus, I will never desert him. Because I know what he's done for me. Do I have some people with testimonies here? About what God has done for you? Amen. Amen. Even when the devil thought you would have quitted by now. Like I told you, some of you, if it were up to the devil, you should be dead by now. But you're still here. I like what Jesus said (laughs) the time when uh, Herod was challenging him. You know, even Jesus was challenged. That's why you will also be challenged. So they came to Jesus. They said, Herod wants to kill you. He says, you must move out of this place as soon as possible. Jesus answered them. He said, go and tell that fox. He said that. Go and tell that fox that I still have two more days. I will go on the third day. I will still be here. Amen. 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 Go and tell that fox. That's what Jesus said. Amen. I'm just saying what he said. So it was the time when people were trying to dictate terms to him. He said, I don't take a mandate from you. I take my mandate from my heavenly father. Amen. Amen. So that is the kind of church I belong to. A church that fears God. A church that does not conform to the patterns of this world. And if a church has to be like that, you as an individual has to be like that too. Because a church is made of us, isn't it? So a church cannot be taking a mandate from God when you don't take a mandate from God. If you are part of the church. So let's go to Acts chapter 2. Verse 42 to 47 in the NIV. I want you to look at this church. And I believe that when Jesus said, upon this rock I'm building my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus does not have many churches. He only has one church. Amen. Amen. And he says he is the foundation. He is the cornerstone of that church. Okay? So if that's how Jesus is like and that's how his church is supposed to be, we have to conform to the pattern. Amen? Amen. So these days you will find that people are trying to do church in their own way. Amen? And unfortunately, that's not the church of Jesus. Because you are doing, you are building your own kingdoms. In some churches, you will even hear, you will know more about the name of the pastor than the name of Jesus. Yeah. And did I tell you the name of any church here? No. You know it yourself. Amen. So I'm only telling you that sometimes you know the name of the leader of the church more than you know the name of Jesus. It means Jesus is preached less and less and less in churches and we're talking more and more and more about ourselves. But that is not the church that I read in the book of Acts. Amen. Amen. The church that I read about, the church that the Lord was dealing with me in my heart about, it is the church that acknowledges the Lordship of Jesus. Because he said he is the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation. So now listen to this. I love this church. Amen. Mm -hmm. I love this church. Acts 2, 42 to 47 NIV. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Okay. This church devoted themselves to the teaching, the apostles' teaching. Okay. Are we a church that's devoted to teaching? So that one we can take. Okay. So a church needs to be devoted to teaching the word. Amen. We need to tell you what God has said. When we come to the pulpit, okay, the other time I was saying, it would not be good for me to come here and tell you about what's happening in the newspapers. You can read that yourself. Did you know that you don't need the Holy Spirit to understand the newspaper? You don't even need a pastor. Amen. But when it comes to the word of God, sometimes you also need to be guided because God has put things in place. He has given us shepherds that will guide us unto all the ways of the truth. Amen. So it means we as servants of God, when we come to the pulpit, we need to be talking about Jesus. Then people will talk also about Jesus. You may talk about my Jesus. That's fine. If you then want to use Jesus, but if you want to use my name, you can only use my name if you mix it with the name of Jesus. You remember how when they were fighting, it's, it's in the Bible, when the Israelites were fighting with the Midianites, they said by the sword of Gideon and by the sword of the Lord. You don't remember that? How readest thou? By the sword of Gideon and by the sword of the Lord. It can't just be a sword of Gideon. Amen. But at least they acknowledged Gideon. Amen. The problem is a church that lives the name of people and not the name of Jesus. But now here it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Mm -hmm. And to fellowship. Okay. To fellowship. How do you like that? I like a church that fellowships. You know that in the days we're living in, in, churches have become more like businesses. We only interact in business terms. Isn't it? We don't fellowship with one another. So when they devoted themselves to fellowship, it means they were like friends all over in the church. All this should be your brothers and your sisters. Amen? We fellowship together. And by the way, did you know that when we fellowship, that's why even when a family is blessed, we are part with you. We rejoice together. We say we thank God for Butlari in the in in, in their family in the Malo family. Because we are a church. We are one family. We call each other brothers and sisters. Amen. So continue. So they continued in apostles' teaching, in fellowship, and I hear that there's another fellowship planned soon. Is it coming? Yes. Okay. So, church, tell them, bring it on. Tell them, bring it on. There are some that are bringing, they are, they are preparing fellowship for us. Uh-huh. To the breaking of bread, fellowship, and to prayer. Okay. So, they were committed to the teaching. Fellowship, I like this one, fellowship, where at least you know your brother, you know where your brother stays, okay? Yeah, you go there, you visit each other, we fellowship together, we play together, amen? We do things together, we are a family, and he says to breaking of bread, so breaking of bread there has got two meanings, it could be breaking of 
bread meaning fellowship or fellowship or eating together but it also means holy communion they were partaking holy communion together and to prayer that is a church that is a church amen teaching fellowship communion and prayer i want to be part of that church i want to be a part of a church that prays amen a church that prays because that is where our power lies our power lies in the word of god and in prayer amen amen so continue everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles so as we live on doing what god has, has has told us to do as we embrace his word may signs and wonders be manifested among us mm. that when you are sick we lay hands on you and god heals you amen. Amen. amen when they tell you that your situation is impossible and some things that are making you have sleepless nights you say pastor pray with me i'm trusting god Pastor pray with me I'm trusting God Amen. and you see God coming through for you. Amen. God confirming his word with signs follow. Continue. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Don't this, you like this? All of us being together having everything in common. We are one. Amen. You know that song that Mr. Notke like we are a Oh the father we are joined with the son we are children of his kingdom we are family we are one amen so you sitting next to your brother or your sister Amen. we are one Amen. so that's why you must never gossip about your brother or your sister Amen. even worse don't ever gossip about your pastor or your mama pastor Amen. that's even worse Amen. because do you know that if you do that you don't benefit from that anointing yeah. it's very simple you know there was a time when uh, you see when people start to 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 I don't know what is it in English. But when you start being somebody, okay? You start questioning things a lot. So I remember this incident in the Bible. A brother and a sister, Aaron, Miriam and Aaron. They started going to Moses. He thinks he's the only one that God speaks through him. You see he's even married a a Cushite woman. And how did God take that? How did God take that? God was very angry about that. And they got leprosy. And they needed the very same Moses to pray for them. You see that's the problem. <laughs> Sometimes you do things that lands you in trouble because you're undermining the anointing that's upon your pastor. But you still need the very same pastor to get you out of the pit. So my suggestion is if you do not respect the anointing of your pastor don't stay under that anointing because it will not benefit you. Amen. It will not benefit you. Amen. Amen. So continue. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. Hey, 
This was even extreme. Eh? You see that we still, we still have some way to go. Yeah. Eh? Imagine we go and sell our property just to give some people who have needs. So it means none of us is supposed to be suffering like when we are all here. <coughs> Amen. Amen. I want to be part of the church that reaches out among ourselves where we meet each other's needs and we even have surplus to go out and reach the needs of the communities. Amen. That is the church of the living God. Amen. 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 Where our business is taking care of people. Amen. Amen. God loves people. Amen. Jesus loves people. We need to love the people also. So it says they were even selling their possessions so that they may give to whoever has a need. That's the church. Continue. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Mm. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with lead and sincere hearts. Okay, meeting in churches, meeting in our homes, breaking bread together. Don't you like that church? Don't you like this kind of church? Because like I was saying to you, as the Lord was dealing with me in this, when I was reflecting, I realized that churches are becoming more business-like. Okay? I'm not saying we shouldn't run our finances business-like or be more stringent with But a church cannot be like that. That's not the church in full. That's just maybe the accountability part. That's fine. But if everything about church is business, then we are in trouble. Because we want to fellowship. We want to laugh together. We want to carry one another's burden. We want to be there for one another. We want even to make a difference in the communities. Continue. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Yeah. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. Okay. You see, when we are together, the Lord will add daily as those that should be saved. Did you know that sometimes people don't come to our churches because we are the stumbling blocks ourselves? Somebody comes, visits, comes to church, and you speak negative words about them. You look down upon them, and they don't feel at home. Okay? Let's be so much welcoming that if somebody comes as a visitor, they would always want to come back to you again. I remember there was one time when, mommy, you remember even our children know this. There was another child, I think it was, it was a child of, yeah, a servant of the Lord. The child came, visited us for a week. After a week, the child didn't feel like going back. <laughs> and then the child, the child, to that child, it was like, you guys are not living real life. This is so good. It's, it's, we, we really, because this child wasn't experiencing that at home. Okay? Can we make even our homes be places where it will just be an honor for our children? Let them enjoy our homes that they don't think of being part of somebody's family. Amen? Amen. Having this, taking care of one another, enjoying each other's fellowship, and the Lord will keep on adding. I want you to go to the book of Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3 in the New King James Version. Psalms 133, 1 to 3, New King James Version. Because I just want to reiterate to you 
how I told you that don't stay under the anointing that you do not respect. It will not benefit you. So I want to show you with the, it to you with scripture. Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3, New King James Version. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Look at how God likes it when we dwell together in unity. Mm. He says how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. unity. Tell your neighbor, just shake the hand of somebody next to you. The Lord likes it when we are united. The Lord delights in seeing you and me being united. Yeah. He says, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. It is like the precious oil upon the head. Yeah. Running down on the beard, uh-huh. <clears throat> the beard of Aaron, uh-huh. running down on the edge of his garments. Uh-huh. It is like the dew of Hermon, uh-huh. descending upon the mountains of Zion. Uh-huh. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Okay, now, I want you to, you see, when I study or when I put verses down, sometimes I highlight some of the things. So, I have highlighted dwell together in unity. So after dwelling together in unity, I highlighted, it says the oil is from the head. Then I highlighted running down on the beds of Aaron. And then running down on the edge. Did you hear? It was in the head. Running down to the beards. Running down to the edge of his garment. And it says it is like the, the Jew on Mount Hermon descending. I want you to get that because this is a mystery. If you want the Lord to command blessing, okay, it says that's where the Lord commands blessing. When you acknowledge that the Lord, it says it's running, it's like oil. That's how the anointing flows. You know that oil is used as a symbol of anointing. It is like oil running down the head of Aaron, his beards, his skirt, and all the way down. So if you are part of this church, you need to benefit from the anointing in this church. Amen. Amen. And may it be that as the anointing is flowing down, may it also touch you. May you also enjoy the benefits that are upon your pastor. Amen. Amen. I know I'm blessed. I know I am blessed. And I like to be like Abraham. The Bible says, Abraham... I'm taking you and you are going to be, I'm going to multiply and increase you and you will be great and all the nations of the earth will be blessed because of you. Amen. Amen. I want to be so much blessed that even people who associate with me get blessed. Yeah. That's what we call a corporate blessing. In other words, you are blessed because you are hanging around with blessed people. Some of you experience corporate cases. It's not good. Don't hang around with cursed people. Because you will, you will rub their cases. Hang around with successful people. Hang around with blessed people. People who know how to touch the heart of God. So that as be like, I like this one. You remember Elisha? He served under Elijah. So when Elijah was about to go, 
Elijah said, tell me what you want me to give you before I go. And instead of this man thinking about this, my master had a very big field. Eh? I think I need that field. Master, I need your wealth. Mm -mm. Because the man of God said, tell me what you want me to give you or to do for you before I'm taken away. Look at what Elisha said. He says, I want a double portion of your spirit. I have seen how God uses you and I respect the anointing upon you. I want that. I want God to use me doubly as much as he used you. Amen. And it says that's how God commands blessings. Some of you, I'm warning you. Some of you are not experiencing that because you are not acknowledging that anointing. And it won't work because it says that's where the Lord commands blessing. As we dwell together in unity, as the oil is flowing, and we participate in it. Amen. Amen. Can we go to Esther 3, 8? I just want to maybe start, uh, yeah, we're cruising a bit and we'll soon start winding down so that we can then focus on Buklari. Esther 3, 8 in the NIV I want you to understand that you are supposed to be different. We represent the kingdom of heaven. We are ambassadors of the kingdom. We are not of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. Do you know what an ambassador is? An ambassador represents his or her country. An ambassador is not bogged down. You know if you are an American ambassador <laughs> and you are in South African, you are in the American embassy in South Africa. Did you know that when the rand depreciates, it doesn't affect you? You talk Dallas. You are an American. Amen. You may be in South Africa, but you are an American. Amen. Your provision comes from America. That's why my Bible says in, in Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes. I know that sometimes when the economy is going like how the South African economy is like, we need to pray that things change. But did you know that even before things change, I'm always sorted. Amen. Mm. They may say a rent now is like you need 50 rents for one dollar. I will always be sorted. Why? Because the kingdom I come from is neither American nor South African or any other kingdom. It's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And of the increase of Jesus' government, there shall be no end. Amen. And as the church is advancing, I'm part of that advancing church. Amen. So I want you to look at this. This is how, did you know that sometimes the enemy knows the power that you have more than you know yourself? Mm. The enemy is more afraid of you then sometimes you don't know who you are. I heard this. I don't know how true is that. Do we have some people among us who work with animals? I heard that snakes are very much afraid of people. So it means as you are running away from the snake, the snake is running away from you. <laughs> but you just don't know who you are. Amen. And that snake, that snake is running. And you also running the other way. Because you don't know who you are. Okay? So it seems like 
Sometimes your enemy knows who you are more than you know yourself. Listen to this, Esther 3.8. Listen to what Haman says to King Xerxes. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. I like that. So he says, he was talking about the children of Israel who were the people of God at that time. He says, there is a certain group of people. They are dispersed among all your other people. You know that as Christians, we still live in this world, isn't it? We are dispersed among all the other people. But he says, they keep themselves separate. They don't, there are things that they don't do. They don't conform to the patterns of this world. They don't conform to our pattern. Can people that you work with know that you are a child of God? Can they know that you are a child of God? May they see that you represent another kingdom? In a way that when they are stuck and they are in problem, they will keep on coming to you, pray with me. I know your God can do something. Continue. Their customs are different from those of all other people. Okay. Do you think people can say that about you? That your custom is different from us. You do things differently. You are different. Tell your neighbor, dare to be different. Yeah, because that's how God created you. Now, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but did you know that being different may land you in trouble also? Read further. And they do not obey the king's laws. Mm-hmm. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. Oh, (laughs) you see? So, the enemy is funny. He acknowledges that you are different, but then he says they shouldn't be tolerated. Amen? Amen. They are different, but we can't tolerate this. Amen. So, when you find that sometimes we are challenged for being different, they are saying we can't tolerate this. But they know we are different. And we have to be different because the Bible says we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. So how is the earth going to be salted if we lose our saltiness? If we lose the light that is in us, how is the world going to change? The problem with our world is that it doesn't acknowledge that it's in the dark and it needs light. That is the problem. You know that if you have to help somebody, a person must first admit, I have a problem, I need help. Now, some people think, you need to accept us as we are. We don't need your help. And they want you now to conform to their pattern. But the word of God says we are different. Amen? We are the salt of the earth. And we've got to make a difference. But now, if it says we shouldn't be tolerated, I want you to go to the book of Ezra. Because I will just take two or three things Quickly, just to show you some of the challenges that we may get, and then we descend and then concentrate on clarity. I just want to show you that as much as I'm saying the church is moving on, as much as I say I admire the church like the church in Acts, but how many here says they are different is true, but they should not be tolerated. And that is the attitude of the devil. He's going to do everything he can to discourage you, to stop you, even to destroy what you are doing for the kingdom of God. But I want to tell you, I want to remind you, we started by saying the church is moving on. 
So if you were, even where the devil is trying to pull things down, Jesus said, the gates of hell, not even the gates of hell can stand out against it. Not even the, gate of, the gates of hell will be able to handle you. Amen. So let's look at this. Esther chapter 4, verse 4 to 5 in the Good News Translation. Esther 4, 4 to 5. It was people were trying to build the house of the Lord. And as they were preparing to build, they were getting opposition. By the way, we are building the kingdom of God. As children of God, we are building the church of God. But we also want to build physically, isn't it? And we may get oppositions, but we're not going to stop. Amen. 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 We're not going to be stopped. So read. Then the people who had been living in the land tried to discourage and frighten the Jews and keep them from building. What were they doing? They were trying to discourage and frighten them and keep them from building. building. The enemy doesn't want you to build. The enemy doesn't want you to advance the kingdom because that spares his demise. So when I said build according to the pattern, we are building the church of God as children of God. We are the church of God. But also even the physical building, when we build, we need to follow the pattern. And I told you about the vision. You see when you have vision, do you know where we are here now? Do you know that this place was once bush? Hmm? Yeah, maybe some one of you there is sitting on a place where there was a very big stone. <laughs> Isn't it? But now its level is good. We even have lights. It was somebody's vision. Somebody saw a building in a place where there were bush, where there were bushes and trees and everything. But somebody saw a building. So if you have seen something, don't allow people who haven't seen something to discourage you. You have seen something. People may not realize it yet how it looks like, but you've got it in your heart. Isn't that also how we do it even with our houses when we build? I would sit with my wife and say, Mommy, we are trusting God for a house like this. Let's draw a plan. You know what's a plan? A plan is a vision. Say, eh, no, no, I think the kitchen, you know, let's make it an open plan kitchen. You see, we're still talking here. We're talking vision. It's not, that's not the house. Did you know that? But you are already seeing a house before the house is there. So even when we are going to build the house of the Lord, even when we are building the church of God as children of God, we need to know the pattern. So that then you can see the end before you start. And that is what is going to keep you going. Because you know where you are going. You have seen a vision. Amen. So this one says they try to discourage and frighten the Jews and keep them from building. They also bribed patient government officials to work against them. Did you see that? So maybe read it on yours, Mr. MJ. Because mine says they bribed even the government officials. <laughs> they also bribed Persian government officials to work against them. Oh. You see, so they so much hated them, they didn't want them to build. But they even went to government and bribed the government officials so that their things shouldn't work. That's how much the enemy hates us. So that's why for me, when we get challenges, whether we are challenged when we want to build the house of the Lord, I'm not moved. Amen. 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 
We are not moved because we are part of the advancing church. Amen. The church is moving on. Amen. 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 So let's, uh, I need to wind down now. Let's go to Nehemiah 4, 1 to 9. I think let's just do Nehemiah 4, 1. And then let's do, because I just want to only read the part where you see how much the enemy is. How much angry the enemy gets when you build the kingdom. When you build the church of God. Nehemiah 4, 1 to 9 for the sake of your notes, but let's only read verse 1. And then verse 6. When Sanballat heard that we Jews had begun rebuilding the wall, he became furious and began to ridicule us. Oh, why would somebody be angry when you are building something for the Lord? Shouldn't everybody be rejoicing? There are some Sanballat and Tobias. They are angry. When the work of the Lord is advancing, they get angry. But I thank God that verse 6. So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. That is what will keep us going. A mind to work. Saying any opposition may come but we've got a mind to work. We are going to do the work of the Lord and we will not be stopped. The church is moving on. So as the church of the living God is moving on, there may be many things that come to discourage us. But we are part of the advancing church. We are part of the church that cannot be stopped. And by the way, we will build in the physical. We're going to build the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Expect some oppositions. But we are up for it. Amen. Amen. Actually, it's even more nicer when you get something after fighting for it. Yeah. Amen. So when the enemy challenges you, then you get a testimony. You remember the other time I was telling you, you will never get a testimony unless you write a test. How many of you know that you can't write the word testimony without writing the word test? Huh? When you write testimony, you must first write test, then you add imoni. That's how you get a testimony. A test first before the imoni. Yeah. So there is no problem with tests. The more tests we get, the more testimonies. Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, the more tests we get, the more testimonies. The devil, the other time I was saying the devil is short-sighted. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't see far. You remember after when he arranged to kill Jesus? Did you know that it was the devil who incited the Jews to kill Jesus? But did you know that when he was doing that, he was fulfilling God's plan? Uh, so even where the devil thinks that is to his advantage. So if Jesus, let's say Jesus died on a Friday. Don't you think that Friday the devil was very happy? Mm. And I told you the other time that if the devil throws parties, he probably had the best party that he ever had that Friday. But how many of you know that resurrection day was coming? Amen. Yeah. So the, the devil's triumph is short-lived. Even those of you who are going through pressures now, just know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. 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 It may be night now, but 
it ain't gonna be night forever. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it ain't. Is that an American way of speaking? <laughs> which, way, which way is that one? When you say it is not, and you say it ain't. Which English is that? Huh? Which English is that? Yeah. So let's all say it ain't gonna be night forever. Amen. So if weeping only endures for a night, I know joy is coming. By the way, is that not also how children are born? Labor word. Amen. And do you know that it lasts just a short period? After that, joy. Amen. We rejoice. So even for you, whatever you're going through now, if the enemy is putting you under pressure, just know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Amen. Because we are part of the advancing church, the church that is moving on. So I want us to conclude by Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 22 to 29 in the Amplified. And then we are going to link that with Isaiah so that then we can do the dedication with Butlari because it all links up. You'll find that each one of us when we are born, we come here on earth, but there is a purpose for each one of us. There is a reason why all of us are unique. By the way, do you know that they say your fingerprints, you are the only one in the whole world who've got that, that, that kind of fingerprints. You see how unique you are. <clears throat> Amen. I can't be you and you can't be me. Tell your neighbor, I can't be you and you can't be me. Tell your neighbor, that's why I had to be born on this earth. Because nobody could do what I am here for. And I still have some work to do. I will talk like Jesus say, I'm still having some days here. If there are some foxes that want me gone, I'm not going yet. Amen. I'm still here. Because I'm on a mission. Amen. Now listen to this. Hebrews 12, 22, 29 Amplified. But rather... We have come to Mount Zion. Yeah. Look at where we have come to as children of God. I want to show you that as the church is advancing, as the church is moving on, we belong to the kingdom of God. Mm. And our kingdom cannot be shaken. Mm. Read it. Continue. Even to the city of the living God, mm. the heavenly Jerusalem, mm. and to countless multitudes of angels in festal gathering, mm. and to the church of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven. I like that. Repeat that one. Because I like to be registered <laughs> in heaven. Amen. 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 I like it when I'm a citizen and I'm known mm. in heaven. Repeat that part. I like to be a citizen. And if there are some citizens of heaven here, you can join me mm. and get excited. Amen. And to the church of the firstborn. You see, what is the church? The church is those who are registered, registered. as citizens in heaven. heaven. Mm. Mm. Repeat Amen. that part. I like that part. 
and to the church of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven. Yeah. Mm. Tell your neighbor you are seated next to a registered citizen of heaven. So do you see how important you are? They may call you a foreigner. Amen. You may be a foreigner in South Africa or in any other country, but you are registered in heaven. And that is the place I'd rather be a citizen of. Amen. Amen. Registered. Mm. As a citizen of heaven. Mm. Mm -hmm. And to the God who is judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous, the redeemed in heaven, who have been made perfect. Mm. And to Jesus, the mediator, Mm. the go-between, the agent of a new covenant. Amen. So, Mm. you see that when we come to God, we are citizens mm. of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. We come to God himself who is the judge. That's mm. why this contest, the devil has lost it already. Mm. Because imagine the devil is coming against you, but the judge is your father. <laughs> I told you the other time that if, take the scenario of boxing. If you are in a boxing and the enemy knocks you down and your father is supposed to count you out, do you think he can count you out? No. No. That will be the longest 10 that can ever be counted. <laughs> because daddy is waiting for you to stand up. Amen. 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 But when the enemy is down, look at how quick daddy counts. <laughs> Amen. Because it can end there. Amen. Amen. So it says, my father is the judge. And Jesus is the mediator. So if Jesus is the mediator between us and God, Our case is one before we even stand before God. That's why for all of us, the only favor you can do yourself is to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. Then you you don't have to talk for yourself. Uh, The advocate will talk for you. Amen? I remember there's this song that Kaman was doing about heaven and talking about the judgment day. Now you remember that song that we're doing? With the children, sometimes we do it. Carmen was dramatizing this one. He said, imagine it's judgment day. By the way, judgment day is coming. Yeah, I need to tell you that. Because some of us, we know, we've already sorted it with the mediator. So if you haven't done that yet, take the opportunity. You can't listen to a message like this and just be excited and forget that judgment day is coming. So he said, imagine it's judgment day. And the devil has prepared his case against you. He has recorded all your sins. He knows all the bad things that you've done. Some of you maybe even committed abortion, adultery, any other thing you can think of. And the devil has got it all lined up. And then he accuses you. But guess who's the judge? The judge is my father. If you have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior... Now, this is what will happen. As he's accusing you, accuses you, accuses you, tell all the things, even the things you did when you were very young. He lines them all up. And he says, this one needs to be condemned to hell. Now, he says, imagine the father now says, as the judge, do you have any last words? You know, before they sentence you, they say, do you have anything that you can say in mitigation of sentence? Or anything that you think will help that your, 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 your penalty 
your judgment will be light. Your sanction will be light. He said, as the father was saying that, he says, Jesus raised the hand from the other side. He said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There came the lamb of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God that was slain. He said, wait a minute. I've died for him on Calvary. I've taken away his sins. All those sins that the enemy was proclaiming, they are all washed away by the blood. And, and then he says, the devil said, no, they are right there. They are right there. I've got all of them made. They are right there in the book. And then, now the judge sits there and says, you say they are there. Jesus says they are wiped away. And then he says, bring me the book. He takes the book. He opens, first page, clean. Second page, clean. Third page, clean. Fourth page, clean. And he says, devil, what case are you talking about now? And then the devil says, they are in there. Then the father says, then the blood of Jesus must have worked because I can't see any of them. Amen. Amen. And then you are free. Amen. That's the kind of God that I say. So it says we have come to the judge, to the mediator of the new covenant, to the sprinkling of the blood, which speaks better and nobler things than that of Abel. So see to it that you don't reject him or refuse to listen to him. Okay? So if you want to enjoy this, because if the devil is condemning you, unless you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will not have a case. Let it be Jesus who speaks for you. Amen. Let it be Jesus who says, I've died for her. Okay? And he says, don't reject him. Now let me read 28 so that I conclude this one. Let us therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. You see, that's part of the advancing church. It says you have received a kingdom that is firm, stable, and cannot be shaken. We cannot be moved. Offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. For our God indeed is a consuming fire. That is my God. And I'm part of the advancing church. I'm part of the church that is moving on. So as we link now with Woodland, we are here, we said we are here to dedicate the baby also. Did you know that even when Jesus came on earth, he was also born like a baby? Mm. But he came with a mission. That's why Herod could not kill him. By the way, did you know that your purpose, your destiny will preserve you? Amen. So he came with a mission. So I'll give you the two examples so we can understand how even Butlari, he is here. With it couldn't happen that we end up quitting this world without, without Butlari coming here. He said, there's still something I need to do. And you know the Lord is tearing. Amen. There's still some work to be done. And we've got the Wutlaris and others of this world who are doing something. What about you? So listen to this. Isaiah chapter 9, the 6 to 7 New King James Version. For unto us a child is born. Okay. Unto us a child is born. This was a prophecy about Jesus. But we also have a child that's born to us. 
Okay? This was the prophecy about Jesus. So, this was talking about Jesus before he came. Which means that before you even come on earth, your destiny is already finished. Amen. You are on earth because your destiny is already finished. So don't allow the enemy to stop you. It says, unto us a child is born. Mm -hmm. Unto us a son is given. Mm. And the government will be upon his shoulder. You see, before he was even born, we are already told what he's coming here for. It says the government will be upon his shoulder. Mm. Before he is even born, we know he's coming. And he's coming to rule. So it means even with our children, there is a purpose for each of our children that get born in this world. For Jesus, it says the government will be upon his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I like that. Of the increase, this sounds like the advancing church. Do you see that? Mm. It sounds like the advancing church. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So he's already talking about what will become of Jesus, even when he is born. I'm saying even our children, when they are born, there's even a reason why children are born in specific families. So out of the whole world, God chooses the two of you to be the conduit to bring Rutlari on earth. But he's got his own special mission. That's why his fingerprints are not like yours. <laughs> so you can't do his part. Amen. There is something specifically about our children. And we need to ask the one who has given us children how to raise them up. I like Manoah. Go to the book of Judges. Judges chapter 13 verse 3 to 12 in the New King James Version. But as you're getting to that Judges 13, 3 to 12, by the way, in South Africa this month is Women's Month, isn't it? Mm. So it would be unfair for me to finish without saluting the mothers and women. Women, we salute you. Amen. We acknowledge and we appreciate that this is Women's Month. And may we be kind to you. May we honor you the way that God honors you. Amen. And I want you to look here. In this example that we're going to learn today, uh, Mr. Ngumalo, in this example here, the angel came to man. Listen to this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and okay. said to her. <laughs> the, the angel appeared to? The woman. Mm. So, if the, if the Lord reveals himself through the woman or through the man, don't worry, you are one team. Acknowledge that he has appeared through the woman. By the way, some of us, or in most churches, ladies are usually stronger. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know which one. Okay, now I'm reminded of, I'm reminded of another professor. We're having a meeting. It's just this week. We're talking and talking and talking about the staffing arrangements and all that. <laughs> so he then said, you see, unfortunately, a woman fall pregnant. Pregnant. Because he was looking at, he wanted people to be always at work. <laughs> so, so we quickly said, <laughs> so we quickly said, it was like, 
you are out of order, sir. That's not unfortunate. <laughs> but he was looking at it from his perspective of we need more hands on deck. So to him it was unfortunate. So I'm just saying that here the Lord appeared. Repeat that part. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman. Yeah, and there is nothing wrong with the Lord revealing himself to the woman. Mm. Amen? Mm. As long as that woman is still working well with her husband and respecting the husband. Mm. You know, I'm blessed. In many cases, <laughs> some things go messes them before I see them. Yeah, but I'm still the boss. <laughs> Amen? So when the Lord has appeared to her, she tells me, I must buy that. I must own it first. I'm not going just to move because it was said to her. So I'm saying, Lord, you are God of order. So I acknowledge that you have appeared to the woman, to my wife. But may I also be put in as you've given me authority here. So reveal it to me. And this is exactly what Manoah did. Go, go, continue. And said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be an right to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. I want you to repeat that, those last words. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. You see how God does things. This guy, the, 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 the boy here, Samson, was not even born yet. But his destiny is already known. So he says he will begin to deliver the children of Israel, out of the hand of the Philistines. So, there are things that our children are coming here on earth. Some assignments that need to be done by them. So, he says he will begin to deliver. So, the challenge for the two of you is to find out that which God wants about Wiklari. Some of us who has got more than one child... Sometimes we even think they should all be the same. No, they can't be. Because each one of them is unique. And it's very clear even from their fingerprints. That each one of them is unique. Continue. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, Yeah, I like women who, if when God reveals something to them, they come and share with their husbands. Amen. 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 Yeah. So sometimes mommy will, sometimes the Lord will reveal to mommy. <laughs> but then, listen and hear. Amen. Uh -huh. A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Mm. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, mm. and he did not tell me his name. Mm. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine, no or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. For the child shall be a right to God from the womb to the day of his death. I like verse 8. Now listen to verse 8. Man, 
sometimes the Lord would reveal himself through our wives, but you need to be a praying man like Manoah and speak like this. Read. Then Manoah prayed to, to the Lord. I like fathers that even if the Lord did not send the angel to you, you pray. Okay? You don't get angry and say, why did he reveal to the woman? Then I'll just step, I'll just leave this. Did you know that God can do without you, but you can't do without God? Hmm. It's almost like the other time somebody was saying to us, do you know that there are some fishes that think that the water is well because of them? They say, I'll get out of this water and I will see what will happen. <laughs> the water will continue without the fish, but the fish cannot continue without the water. <laughs> some of you, you would even say, no, I will leave that church and I will see what will happen. You will be surprised the church is moving on. Amen. Amen. You leave, you go. Ten years later, you come back, we are still moving on. Amen. Because the church is moving on. So at least Manoah was good. He prayed. What did he say to the Lord? Oh, my Lord, please let the men of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. So at least he's saying, send him again to teach us what should be done when he is born. I think what he was thinking was this. I'm just thinking, it's not in the Bible, so you don't have to take it. My wife told me many things that you said should happen with our child, but I also want to hear it firsthand. I'm thinking. I didn't say the Bible said that. Because he says, send him again. The man that you sent to us, send him again, so that he can tell us he can teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. So, Mr. Ngumalo, you've got to keep on seeking the face of God, saying, my wife, let's pray. Let's ask God wants, what he wants us to do for the child and how this child should be natured to grow. Amen. Continue. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, Mm. And the angel of God came to the woman again. How? Did you see that? Mm. <laughs> I mean, Manoah was very clear. <laughs> you remember he came to the woman the first time, the angel. Mm. Now Manoah prays, God, send the angel again to us to teach us what will be done mm. to the child. Mm. Now, the angel of the Lord comes to the woman again. Maybe this was woman's month. <laughs> because even after the man had prayed, come to us. The angel of the Lord came. Repeat that part because it says again. And the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Yeah. Why is this? I don't know. But you can guess. I'm guessing. It's not in scriptures. Eh? I'll do something like Paul. If I tell you something that's not in scriptures, I'll tell you it's me. My thinking is that this woman was more spiritually matured than Manoah. That's my thinking. I didn't say it's in scriptures and I cannot preach it. Because I can't back it up. But I'm just thinking. The first time you come to the woman, I pray and I ask you to come and reveal yourself to us and show us what should be done about the child, you still come back to the woman. Okay? You get that? So I think this is just a challenge for us men. 
We really need to take our rightful position. If we want to be respected as heads of families, let's also be so much attuned with God. Amen. That God can entrust us with things. So read, continue. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband, and he said to him, Yeah, at least it's good that <laughs> now the, 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 the angel came again. She realized, uh-uh, this time I'm not going to convey the information. Let me go quickly and call my husband. You wait here. Uh-huh. Look, the man who came to me the other day had just now appeared to me. Uh-huh. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? I like that. So I'm saying, as we are celebrating Clary, you, Mr. Ngumalo, you should be saying, Lord, guide us. What should be the rules that guide us as we raise this child that should be the cry of every parent to say, Lord, teach us how to raise up our children. And in Proverbs 22.6, so we clearly need to come now because it's almost this time now. Amen. I think he waited us for us for too long, isn't it? He's getting impatient. Amen. Uh, Daddy, you need to tell him, in this world we wait. <laughs> because he doesn't know that we wait. I like it the other time Blessing was telling us, we're talking things before he was, of the time before he was born. He said, I was in heaven looking at you guys. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so we need to inform these guys when they come here on earth that things are a bit different here. Amen. We wait. So Proverbs 22 verse 6 in the Amplified, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So how are you expected to train up the child? It says train up the child in the way he should go. And in keeping with his individual gift or bent. It means there is a specific gifting upon every child. That when we raise them up, we must raise them in keeping with their individual gift or bent. Blessing keeps on troubling us at home about technology. And he says he wants to be an inventor. And if you buy him a toy, he will open it up and take some of the things because he's testing this and this and that. And we feel, but Blessing, you are, you are destroying the toys we're buying for you. But he's trying to find out what's in there. Now, in keeping with their individual gifts or band, sometimes you may, don't, you may not understand, but let's train them up in keeping with their individual gift or bent. They will not all be the same. But let's train them up in keeping with their individual gift or bent. And it says when they grow, they will not depart from the way of the Lord. Now, training is different from teaching. When you teach, you can teach things you don't do. But when you train, you have to do it yourself, and then the children see how it's done. That's the challenge, Mr. Numal. So it means if we want to train our children to grow up in the ways of the Lord, never to miss church, then we can't afford to miss church. Because children know. You know, by the way, I'm glad that some of the fathers like Mumalos and them, they come to church regularly. But you know that there are some fathers 
who come and drop their wives and children at church and they go back home. And I think if I was that child and I'm keeping on growing and you keep on coming to drop me with, mom, with mommy to church and I'm keeping on growing and I keep on seeing you going back, then I will one day say, I want to experience what daddy experiences at home. What is it that keeps him busy at home when some of us are in church? So if the church business works, let it work first for daddy. Is that not fair? Especially children of these days. You see... <laughs> If you are a father who behaved like that, you would have been fine if you were our fathers. We didn't challenge our fathers. So the fathers could do that. But the children of these days, you keep on doing that, they are going to question you. They will tell you, Daddy, you surprise us. If this church business works, why aren't you in for it? Amen. So let's train them up in the way they should go. Where is Mutlari? Mutlari, come. Amen. So our role as servants of the Lord is to dedicate them to the Lord. That's what we do. That's our part. It's like when Hannah brought back Samuel to the house of the Lord. And then the servant of the Lord would dedicate them to the Lord. But you've got a role to raise him up, you and your wife. So that's even a tricker role. Because he's got to observe you doing the right thing. Because that word train, it's, it's chosen intentionally. It's not about teaching the child. It's very easy to teach a child, but it's difficult to train. Because if you're going to train your child to pray, you should be praying. Hmm. Mommy, the way you're saying, yeah, you're reminding me the time when Abna was still young. And we would be praying and moving around and praying. And you see, small boys devil, you've got no power, you've got no hands, you've got no authority, you've got no feet. Because yes, the father saying, devil, you've got no power. So then he was also going after the devil in every respect. That's what children should be taught. Do you know that there are some children, Dr. Makado, your, your daughter's age, you will see how they rebuke the devil. The other time, your wife sent us the, the prayer that Rendan was making for, making for me, for me, and Jubilee, and that. And she was praying for us. Uh, Miss Makado, where are you? Okay, I enjoyed that prayer. Amen. Do you think if I'm even prayed for by Rendani, do you think the devil can ever touch me? So, the rest of you, you can as well join. Join the winning army. I've got so many that are praying for me. Amen. 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 Now, the Wutlari says they grow, they will also start praying for their pastor. Hmm. Children love me. Amen. Yeah. And I'll keep on making favors for myself with children. In a way that they rather fight with you defending their pastor. Amen. Amen. Like the other mother tells me, you know, my, my, my son, he was also, I think, four years. Because he knows the pastor. You know, you've got a food called pastor. So he said, but why do they call him pastor? <laughs> Amen. Because he doesn't understand how this man of God can be called pastor. He was defending me. Yeah, so you need to clarify which pastor you're talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, the children will correct you. 
Amen. So, we are ready for you. So, I'll ask you, I'll ask uh, Miss Musimango, and I'll ask Elder Maluleke to join me. I think we come to them. We come to Wiklari today. Amen. And I'll ask the congregation to stand up as we honor this moment. Dr. Makado, you will hold the mic for me. Amen. You know what we do? We do not baptize children in our church. I haven't seen a scripture yet that says I must baptize children. So that's why I don't. Some of you will ask me, is it wrong to baptize? I don't baptize them. So go and ask the ones who baptize. It's fair. What I do, I do what I've seen Jesus doing. Dedicating children unto the Lord. Praying for them. That's what we are going to do. But after dedicating him unto the Lord, because the rule of this world, sometimes when they want certificates, they will say baptism certificate, this, this certificate. So give them the baby dedication certificate. They were not here in church, so they don't know that the child was not baptized. He was only dedicated to the Lord. They would think it's the same one. Amen? So that's what you do, because we only dedicate children unto the Lord. Because if we baptize them, do they understand? Because when you put them under water, you are symbolizing what has happened in their heart. Isn't it? So, as this little one is still growing, at his age, he still depends on the faith of the parents. There would come a time when he becomes of age, and on his own, he must then take a decision to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. So, there is nothing like, I was born in church, and I grew up in church, therefore I'm a Christian. Okay? That's just for the sake of others. So we're going to bow. Okay. Let me just clear this. They know that when a child is born, they must do something to the child. <laughs> Some of us, they were very cruel with us. They used to cut us. And they said they were protecting us. That's, that's what they knew at that time. But they would try and that. Do you think, are there still people these days who still cut children? Huh? And you still go to the most low. It's not right. Bring your child to church, we'll pray for you. Amen. And the weight that you need will talk to the most high. And he will give them the real weight. Because if you go to any Inyanga or any Sangoma because you are afraid of the, your enemy, your enemy may go to an Inyanga stronger than yours and will still catch you. So rather go to the most high. That's where we have gone to. That's why I speak with boldness because I know the devil can't do me anything. I know even if you want to bewitch, you can't bewitch me because I belong to the most high God. I belong to the kingdom of heaven. And in heaven we don't get bewitched. Amen. Sorry, we are here for you now. Amen.